0: Hi everyone! Welcome to the fifth episode of our podcast. My name's Jenny.
1: And I'm Henry.
0: And this is The Roundtable. So let's dive straight into today's topic. So as many of you might know, this month, the month of May, is Asian and Pacific Islander Month. So we're here to celebrate the achievements that Asians have made just in general, I guess. So this kind of inspired us to talk a little bit more about our experience growing up in Chinese restaurants.
1: All right. Well, our our, our dad was born in mainland China in the province of Guangdong. Uh, it's more south of China. Mm-hmm. And at that time, opportunities were scarce. Yeah. And uh, money was pretty... Yeah, it was a big problem there.
0: Well, especially for him, he grew up in a really, really poor family. He had five other siblings, and they were just really poor in general.
1: Right, and there weren't many opportunities there uh, at that time. So he decided to immigrate to another country, Mm -hmm. and by some random luck, he found Canada.
0: That's right.
1: And at the beginning, he went there without any knowledge of the language and uh, zero sense to his name.
0: Without any knowledge of anything, actually. Yeah. He... Like, our father hadn't gotten a solid education. He kind of dropped out of school in elementary school. Right. And started working, like, in his uh, early teens, like, late childhood even. Right. So, so he
1: really was out of his element here. hmm But, uh, yeah, so he really had to do those uh, very intensive uh very
0: manual labor
1: manual blue collar jobs
0: yeah essentially
1: right and his first one was washing dishes yeah yeah it was a long shift several hours of hard work Mm -hmm. and not easy work well
0: no it's hard work washing dishes is really hard work because it's it's really it's
1: grimy it's dirty it's smelly it's
0: long hours and you get paid
1: uh, yeah he was paid peanuts yeah so yeah basically he worked his way up the ranks he yeah because got... he
0: essentially started out in canada in the restaurant business but not immediately right as, uh, you know the because restaurant owner.
1: yeah at that time uh chinese immigrants basically only worked in the restaurant business there right. were very little uh, chinese they lawyers do that or, or doctors
0: they have, like,
1: right at convenience stores yeah so, but, he really didn't have a choice because in convenience stores, he couldn't speak English or f- nor French. Yeah. So, he could really only, like, be behind the lines and wash the dishes.
0: Right. But I guess um a few of my friends, well, not a few of my friends, actually many of my friends who I know their parents are also from China or from China and its um, surrounding areas... Often have gotten an education in their homeland and then they come here and they face a whole different, like, set of struggles, essentially. Because when, when they get their education there, they come over here and think about it. They're this, like, super educated. Some of them are professors. Some of them are, like, working professionals. And then they come here and.
1: Their degree doesn't mean anything exactly. because it wasn't earned here and it's just not recognized. So a lot the of country. them, what they
0: do is that they end up having to go back to school. But they still end up like, you know, a lot of my friends have parents that are doctors or engineers. And that's a whole different life than what we lived. Because our parents didn't have prior education in the homeland. So they came over here and they're basically forced to do manual labor. Even if you both are immigrants, kind of comes with a different set of struggles depending on what you started with in the homeland.
1: Regardless, it's not an easy life for those who's coming straight from the mainland. Yeah. So
0: it's really difficult, and that's why we kind of wanted to talk about growing up in restaurants. So like we said, our parents kind of started... um, No, well, like our dad came to Canada 10 years before our mom came, and he started working up in restaurants, and he started um, slowly going going up the ranks. ranks. So, you know, like...
1: From being a dishwasher to being...
0: Like a line cook, and then being maybe like the manager that supervises the line cooks, whatever. Right. And essentially at the end... Um, probably right before my mom came over to Canada and joined he,
1: him. He... he opened a restaurant. Yeah. Well, a small restaurant. A small restaurant. Um, a small takeout restaurant.
0: With our uncle.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, that's basically what that restaurant we grew up in.
0: Yeah. So essentially, since we've been born, we just grew up in restaurants. Like It doesn't matter where it was. It was always a a restaurant, no matter what it was. So essentially, from the age of, what, like zero to... Eight,
1: to like ten, ten, ten. Yeah.
0: Oh wow. Okay. I didn't think it was that late. We grew up in um a what is it? a city, a town, a town. Yeah, in um Quebec called Trois Rivieres. So that's for people that don't know where it is. It's like
1: it's east of Montreal.
0: That I mean that helps, but let's say it's like an hour and
1: forty an hour, minutes. Right, an hour, an hour and half. No,
0: it's like what? two hours. No,
1: it's far. It's pretty, it's pretty far, far <laughs> from right? From where we live, it's definitely not like a restaurant. it's in Not downtown. as far as Quebec,
0: but it's 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 pretty. It's far.
1: almost there. It's almost there.
0: Yeah. So then, from like uh ten to twelve, we kind of had a little break. Not really ten to twelve. We had a little break because then our mom opened up like a restaurant in a in, in a the mall, shopping yeah. mall. So you know those little like small so, restaurants that are there. So that was from when we were eleven. I remember because I was in fifth grade. And then the year after, our dad found a new restaurant because he sold a bigger, the, the, one, a bigger yeah. one.
1: He upgraded,
0: and that was in Juliet. So Juliet is not quite as far as Trokiyash. Juliet is about how much? Like maybe thirty minutes no. less far than Right, it, but it's
1: still an hour away. It's from, like uh, at least uh, no,
0: Montreal. at least like it. It's an hour. An hour away. Okay,
1: but it's in a more rural area.
0: Not so brutal, but... Yeah, it is. It's definitely not... You're not in the big city. You're not in Montreal. You're not in Quebec. It's The the entourage is different. You're You're definitely in, in like, the middle of Quebec. So, essentially, that's what really... How we got... We were brought up. So, Mm -hmm. when we were in elementary school, every time we had holidays, every time we had breaks, every single weekend, our mom would
1: drive us drive up, up there up there, like the two-hour way
0: yeah like by herself i think she was tremendously courageous because i wouldn't even do that now and she didn't know the language she barely knew anything but she just memorized how to how? drive there right she and like busted her ass every single weekend so that we would get see to, go our to dad, the restaurant yeah. and see our dad because essentially like the fact that it was so far away our dad only came home once a week
1: right because he stayed uh, like at a place near the restaurant
0: Exactly Because it was two it hours was away He wasn't gonna He wasn't gonna go back and It's not sustainable
1: to drive like two Four hours every yeah. day right? right So he just kind of stayed there So our only The only time we really got to see her Like our dad was You know two On or three days And you know once max. a week yeah. Yeah.
0: So I guess that kind of The fact that we kind of grew up in those areas Really brought us up a bit differently Right because the people around us were really different, you know?
1: Because their parents had different jobs, too. And also, like, the entourage, like, where their job is also influenced them. Uh-huh. You know? We're really uh, kind of far away from urban, but like, from the really urban areas, yeah. right? Where it's more multicultural, where mm-hmm. it's more formal, I guess. Definitely well,
0: more multicultural, definitely more...
1: You know, business-sided.
0: Yeah, I guess so. So essentially what you're trying to get at here is that we grew up with what we call the kebs de Souche.
1: Right. Like, like true, native.
0: True French Canadian. Québécois.
1: Québécois. Québécois.
0: Yeah. And that kind of shaped who we are, because um obviously we went to school near Montreal, so we kind of At school, we grew up in that type of environment, very multicultural, very. um, But in the weekends.
1: Right. In the weekends, we would hang out with like Jean Guy or like (laughs) Martin.
0: Yeah. Or like. Oh my goodness. Martin
1: Simano Truarivier.
0: Yeah. So, you know, those. That was
1: our clients, by the way. Yeah, those were our
0: clients. But it just.
1: Like, we grew up between two uh, different realities, let's say. Yeah. So,
0: not only the reality of being. Chinese, and the reality of being Canadian, but then also the reality of being Canadian, kind of urban Canadian, and then, like, Quebecois. Right. So I remember, like, going over to people's houses on the weekends, like, our neighbors mm-hmm. that were super cabs, and they had daughters our age, and they would, like, I remember so specifically, it just had nothing to do. And one day, they, we were eating together, and then the dad was like, Oh, wow! And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess you're not supposed to do that. Because essentially what I said is that the dad looked, we were eating together and the dad looked at me and he's like, oh, wow, she looks, she eats exactly like her dad. They don't close their mouth when they eat. And I was like, oh, wow, yikes.
1: Right, And there's not many Chinese people <laughs> over there. I think we there. were like the
0: only ones over there.
1: Right. There's not a lot of Chinese restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like we were the one on the block you yeah, know yeah. if they wanted their chinese on food, the blogger like in like, the
0: whole i don't know like 200 meter radius or something it might we were the kilometer. plug
1: we were the plug yeah yeah so, so it was
0: super <laughs> different we were watching quebec tv
1: over here as a kid we watched like family all right we like watched family, family channel, channel disney channel disney you channel know, over home. there we were saying tele quebec yeah. Teletoon. yeah like, it was really, it was really something, man. So
0: we went from watching, you know, Hannah Montana to watching... Um, Kaboom. Right. <laughs> that was super Yo, funny.
1: Yo, that was insane, though.
0: I guess what it also did is that, you know, even though we knew some people there, a lot of the times, let's say, when we were there on breaks or during the summer, we were there like, essentially the whole summer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we were kind of left to ourselves. Right. Because during the day, like, our parents would go work and then we would stay, maybe, we, they would... Because essentially, the um, apartment where we lived was right next to the restaurant. Like, if you went down the stairs of the apartment, then you would be at the restaurant. Right. So we would either be, you know, in the apartment or we would be directly in the restaurant.
1: But we were never really bothering our parents because they're working their ass off, right? Yeah. So we basically kind of just did our homework there, like in many (laughs) Chinese parody videos. Like, you see... Like, where they're in restaurants, they tell their kids to do their homework. Well, we were kind of those kids, right? We were just
0: exactly those kids. On
1: the table, like, in the corner of the restaurant, doing our, math, like, legit, our math homework. So, yeah, that was fun. So, mm. we really, like, uh, fostered our independence, yeah. you know. Because we kind of like,
0: learned to play by ourselves and just with each other. Mm-hmm. Entertain each other. Yeah, with nothing. I remember playing with, you know, the takeout containers that you used to put on the the food
1: right i remember
0: using those stapling them together and then drawing on them and pretending it was a frisbee
1: right i used a cardboard box to pretend it was a car
0: yeah and that was like we would do that in front of the restaurant just like yeah
1: well we also had like you said our very our very uh, quebecois friends you know we learned uh, their ways from them, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Oh, super weird. That might be something like, we want to talk about. Just like the contrast between like being Asian and then so we being kebs
1: We really feel a bit of the vibe, like mm-hmm. of what it is to be a kibika. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's some kind of nostalgia. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But like being in the outdoors, the outdoors, like round swimming pool, tub. Yeah, thing, round like a. And like the patio with the beer, like the yeah. The beers and stuff. Yeah, and
0: the can-looking moms. Right,
1: and the and the, the spaghetti. Grandma.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, we eat so much spaghetti.
1: Not not like Italian spaghetti, right? No, but no, like, no like spaghetti la, Spaghetti. La sauce viande. Yeah. Oh, that
0: was, oh, wow. that was crazy.
1: But, but yeah, so, as you can see, uh,
0: we really learned to kind <laughs> very
1: of very Quebecois ways, right? Yeah. So.
0: But to go back on the fact that we had to take care of ourselves, essentially we had, um, two restaurants while we were in Toyota. Like, one was in Camp de la Madeleine, so just a tiny bit further. But that restaurant was two floors. But they would only use the, the bottom floor. Cause the top floor was just a bar. And like, when they bought it, it was a bar, but they didn't really want to use it. So essentially, like, we had beds there. And that's where my brother and I would kind of hang out during the day. So essentially we had like a DVD player, and that's, do the whole day right like, while they were working it would just be you and me and we would watch mm-hmm. dora we would watch so, Net.
1: right strawberry shortcake so as chinese kids who kind of grew up in quebec how did we foster our our english too, like our english our french and also our chinese right yeah we watched dvds so essentially like, like
0: we learned english through watching tv
1: dora we yes. learned
0: french through speaking with the kebs right and then we learned chinese just by speaking with our parents and in between with each other we usually speak french
1: mm-hmm, we do it's just that for this podcast english is more accessible language yeah. than it is french yeah. even though in uh, quebec but. so yeah really a uh, very chinese stuff there huh uh-huh really asian so the two no, floors
0: is it really no one was there to take care of us the whole day like we were five years old six years old whatever and we were by ourselves all day long or like your our parents could not hear us from downstairs and that is like one of my favorite stories and i tell people all the time is like the story of how we got locked up in the toilet once and i'm not even kidding it's terrible i think i don't know if you remember it the same way as me but we were like what five six
1: yeah no i, I remember it quite clearly so
0: essentially imagine there's two floors to a restaurant
1: and we were upstairs already- yeah.
0: and then we go into the I, I think you were there in the washroom, or was it me first? I don't remember. Okay,
1: we were both in the washroom. Mm-hmm. The door... The, the handle was loose. You told me not to touch it, and I removed it.
0: <laughs> and the door
1: closed. So then we had no handle with which to open the door back again to yeah. get out. Yeah. And we were stuck there for a solid hour.
0: No, I, I remember it being so much more than an hour, I think. But maybe it's just because it was, it was kids, like, in, yeah. in my five-year-old mind. But, like i specifically remember the two of us just in the washroom and we were like screaming bloody murder trying to get out we we're banging on the door like mom, mom come save us away we're gonna die here she's never gonna find us and like obviously they can't hear us because like there's a plenty of people Customers, downstairs yeah. there's they're like working yeah. we're a whole floor apart
1: asian kids getting stuck in the bathroom so
0: we got stuck in the bathroom for a really long time and i don't remember what happened how we got out i think i the way i remember it us getting out is just me putting taking the handle shoving it back in like that hole and just like right opening the door
1: mm-hmm. yeah fun times sometimes.
0: that was really funny so That was the level of independence we had at that age.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think for a lot of people, they don't necessarily have that.
1: No. But yeah, it was really... uh, Like, I'd I'd say it's stereotypical for Chinese kids to... um, Well, for quite a few Chinese kids who have had parents who immigrated here Mm -hmm. to grow up in restaurants. Yeah. But I also feel like where the restaurant is located is what really forged us as well. Oh,
0: definitely. Like
1: we're Chinese, but we're also kind of Quebecois, you know. Yeah. So that makes us like that. That's kind of what makes us unique.
0: That makes us us. Isn't that so sweet? Yeah. There's definitely a contrast. An example that I remember, and it's so clear. So you remember how we told you guys that um, we grew up like, kind of, we had these friends that were neighbors in Trois-Rivières, and they would they live like not, they didn't live the whole family together because that's very Asian, but it was, like, they would always come together. So it was, like, this mom, the dad, their three daughters that were all around our age, then the grandma that would come very often, like, all the friends, family, uncles, probably, okay? And they had, like, a pool in their backyard. They had, like, the huge patio, the grass, the, the freaking lawn chairs around the fire pit. And I remember going there once. They invited us over for, like, a barbecue or something. And... The grandma was like, oh, uh, do you know why we do all of this stuff to you? Like, why we, we, we give all of this stuff to you? Like, why
1: we invite you over, yeah, why we're yeah, yeah. so nice. I'm and like, then
0: I was like... What's up, um, what's up? She's like, well, do you know why we're so nice to you? And then I was like, well... And imagine, like, that was my Chinese mentality back then, right? So I was like, well... I don't know, cause we're your guests, and you're, like you're supposed to be like respectful, cause that's the way like Chinese people do it, right? Mm-hmm. They're respectful to their guests, and you're nice to people that you invite over. And then she's like, "No," and I was like, "Um, I honestly, I didn't know how to answer. Like, that's all I had was that you have to be respectful." And I was like, "Oh, cause you're older than us, and you know you want to take care of us." And then she was like, "No," and then I was like, "I really, I really had no clue." Because it was such a culture shock back then. And then she was just like, no, because we love you guys. And then we were like...
1: But but we ain't even family, though. It, it like, really, we really shocked didn't know us. Like, we had no clue. For real, though, we're, we're like... Your neighbors, like... The only thing we share is, like, uh, the block, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, we, we really didn't know. But we appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it...
0: We learned a lot about... um I think that's really what taught us a lot how to grow up in Quebec. Cause I remember celebrating Christmas with them, and at first, like our family didn't even know what Christmas was. So essentially, our whole lives we grew up in restaurants. Like we even worked in them. Like I remember at my mom's um, restaurant, just helping
1: out, being a cashier. You know this. I ten, was
0: I was twelve the years old
1: cashier. Yeah. Like, the meme where they say. <laughs> Oh my god, the, the, this,
0: this cashier is 10.
1: dead ass 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was us though. Like, that was us. Yeah.
0: Like, I've been in a restaurant, like, I think 11 or 12 years Taking old. Taking care of
1: the dishes and, and be, stuff. The people yeah. were like,
0: Hello, bonjour, monsieur, est-ce que je peux prendre votre commande? Un brebage avec ça? Okay, ça va être 19,80 uh, sur un billet de vin, parfait. So, right, that was me. I think me. That's a very
1: oriental thing. Yeah. Like, just. Helping out your parents, no matter what. Mm, I think it's Respecting expected. It's illness. expected right. for
0: you to help them out to lessen the burden on them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not as much volunteering as it is like a responsibility. Forced to
0: work, but
1: but you know it. It made us who we are, and because uh,
0: seeing our parents work this hard, like we really were aware of that our whole lives. Like,
1: mm-hmm. and we- sometimes like it might annoy us and stuff, but you know it's it's a small it's a small way to give back i guess yeah and uh like it'll make us strong yeah yeah
0: because working in restaurants is super super tough like if i have any people that i know out there that their parents have worked in the restaurant industry it's a super tough area to work in, especially right now. mm -hmm. Like, the restaurants are completely fucked. Yeah. And, you know, like, support your local restaurants because it's, like, people like us that are behind it, you know?
1: Like, without waitresses and, like, cooks and stuff, we wouldn't have the good food, man. Like, restaurant people are actually insane.
0: Yeah, and, like, working as an owner, you work super long hours. You're always there subbing if someone's not there. Like, our dad works, what, like... 80 hours a week more like
1: right so we gotta put some respect on their names yeah
0: and we always see them working super hard and you know for a lot of immigrant kids like you know you see your parents kind of doing all of this and you know that it's all for you it's and the you, it's grind all...
1: just so that like you, you don't have grind, to grind a bit less. well they don't want you to uh
0: they don't want you to grind in the same way that they had to mm-hmm. they want you to like have it easier and have access to a better quality of life and that's something that we're super grateful for and it's really something that we have to be grateful to our parents for right because if it wasn't for their sacrifices like
1: i don't think we wouldn't be be as well off because like
0: think about it let's say you like you grew up in canada and you're you're super like well off in your in your country and then let's say i would be like henry you have to move now today restart your own life
1: yeah. Like you that's probably least... wouldn't
0: want to. You probably wouldn't want to do it. You probably
1: mm-hmm. I'd lose everything, yeah, yeah. But they made that sacrifice for us and we grateful for it.
0: And they they essentially lost everything. So even though like our parents really in <coughs> kui, like those that I don't know how what's that in English. Like the it's called they're kui. They're being naggy. Is basically saying they break our balls, but that essentially just means they're being really annoying. Even um, though
1: sometimes they can be naggy, and-
0: we're still super proud of what they've done.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: our parents were really not um people that started off well in China. Like they had really hard lives. They were both they both grew up poor, and they, they had both-
1: hard lives here too. But now we're we're a lot better off. So yeah, that was a that was a nice that was throwback
0: nice vulnerable uh, the blast episode.
1: the blast in the past.
0: So essentially, what we have. Not learned today, but... no,
1: it was just a little little life story. A little chat. What you've learned today
0: is that a lot of Asians, and especially parents, make a lot of sacrifices leaving their home country in order to start a new and better life here. Um, A lot of them end up working in restaurants, which is a super hard business, or in convenience stores, anything. It's super hard, or even starting their education again. Mm -hmm. But... As kids, uh, we're immigrants. whitewashed. Yeah, we're white.
1: <laughs> we're Québécois washed.
0: We're Québécois washed. But I guess this really, one, helped us find our place in society and kind of learn about the culture that we grew up in because mm-hmm. it wasn't the one we, we had at home. But it also just really fostered our, our gratefulness for our parents and our appreciation for everything they do right? and for everything they continue to do. So like let's say right now we're film we're recording this podcast and our parents are you know they went away to they went away to go grind
1: yeah not even kidding yeah but yeah it was nice to talk about this instead of like a more serious controversial topic you know
0: yeah I hope you liked the bathroom story that really 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 marked me
1: all right so if you guys like episodes like these please don't forget to hit us up on our socials yeah. on insta Insta. at henryxhe01
0: and it's jenny he and yeah that's pretty much it like i can plug our email again it's the roundtable4001 at gmail.com but no one really cares so
1: thank you for sitting at the roundtable
0: and see you next time